Hi, I'm Janet Shield Scott, and you're listening to JanetFitBeautyStyle.com, a lifestyle talk guide with expert advice on beauty, fashion, wellness, real estate, entertainment, and fun celebrity secrets. Hello and welcome to each and every one of you. I'm your host, Janet Shield Scott. Today's guest is the legendary Jeffrey Osborne. But before we get to talk to him, let's get to our inspiring quotes for today. The first one, don't do something permanently stupid just because you are temporarily upset. The next inspiring quote, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life as a champion. Muhammad Ali. Both of these quotes were found on Facebook. And if you'd like more inspiring quotes, log on to my Facebook page or my Instagram page, Janet Shield Scott. We'll be right back after this message. Sports fans, PassPros.com has it all. Baseball, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Get autographs and memorabilia direct from former pro athletes. Don't forget to check out the upcoming events page for special events near you. PassPros.com offers t-shirts, athletic gear, artwork, vintage cards. Log on to PassPros.com. I'm your host, Janet Shield Scott, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring to you the man that brought us a generation of soulful top R&B hits, none other than the legendary, sultry crooner, Mr. Jeffrey Osborne. We're getting started right away here. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, how are you, Jen? Yeah, and again, to the listeners, uh, we've got you here. We know, like I said, that you're, I don't know how you feel about the legendary part because you look like you're in great shape and you're, uh, looks like you're no more than 20 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, I love you already, Jen. <laughs> so tell us, what have you been up to? I've been up to a lot of things, you know, uh, I mean, the, the latest thing, I guess, is I got a new project coming out on the 25th of May, uh, new album, finally, mm-hmm. haven't had an uh, album of original material for old 10 years or so, so it's kind of nice to finally have a, a new project coming out, so I'm excited about that, uh-huh. so, you know, and I've been staying busy, I always stay busy, so I'm always out uh, touring, doing shows, but, uh, it's nice to finally have a, a, a new record coming out. And what brought the resurgence back? Well, you know, it's been to, it's just time. And uh, I sat with uh, some people from Mac Avenue. I actually had a couple of record companies that I was talking to at the same time. And uh, I liked Mac Avenue. I kind of liked what they were doing. And we originally decided to do a, kind of a jazz record because they're a smooth jazz label. And so, uh, you know, the original concept was for me to go in uh, do a smooth jazz record, and uh, as I started writing for the project, I noticed that everything I was writing was kind of old school R&B. <laughs> so, mm. so I went back and said, "Look, uh, I'd rather do an old school R&B record. You know, I'll go back to the roots, go back to the kind of music I started with." And uh, and they said, "Well, we don't have anything like that on the label, so that would be great." Uh, so that's what prompted me to, you know 
come up with a, a record like uh, the one I just have coming out, which is the title of it is Worth It All. And uh, it's a collection of uh, kind of old school R&B music. It's, a, it's for grown folks. It's a record for grown folks, for people for my audience, for people okay. that come to see me. Uh-huh. You know well, I mean? that's good I'm because, not, not, <laughs> yeah, look, we want you to be true to yourself. And we don't want you to try to be somebody else other than Jeffrey Osborne. So. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> and I don't want to try to be at this point. <laughs> yeah, because it, it kind of tickles me how sometimes people say, oh, well, they're, they're doing this and they're doing that. We want you to try to see if you can do this. And then you're not really being true to yourself. Exactly. Mm. It, it doesn't feel right going in. It doesn't. And it doesn't sound right, you know, because it's not genuine. Mm. All right. Um, now, you started out uh, with the group LTD years ago. A lot of chart-topping hits with that group. Um, I forget some of them because it's been a while. But <laughs> I, I forget some of them too. It's <laughs> like <so long> <laughs> But, yeah, there was like, but I know I was out there dancing on the floor to them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What was a couple of the uh, tunes that you guys did? I can't. I... Well, I think the the, uh, the the song that kind of put us on the map was "Love Ballad." Yes, uh, I love that, that, was, that, that song. Was, that was the song, and that song still is amazingly popular today. I have to do that song every time I perform. That's the one song that I have to do every show, and uh, and it, it is still my favorite song to sing. Oh, uh, mm. I look forward to singing that song every night. But that was one of the big ones. And then Back in Love Again was a huge Oh, yeah, song. yes, yes, yes. Boy, you, you could know, get your groove yeah. on with that one. <laughs> and then, you know, I am the balladeer. So we had a lot of ballads that were big. You know, you know, like we both deserve each other's love and concentrate on you and where did we go wrong. And then, you know, we had hits like Holding On. We had quite a few hits with LTD. Uh, and what was it? Was a great period in my in my life. And I what was say. it like touring with the group at that time, starting out? Well, it was it was it was tough touring with the group. It was ten of us, Ooh. so that that made it tough. You yeah, know, a lot of personalities, ten. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not always not a lot of good ones sometimes, but yeah. But now they're great guys. You know, it's, it's like anything else. You get ten people together, you're gonna have a little friction every now and then. Uh, but you know. Um, the hardest thing was moving those bodies, moving that many bodies around, and uh, it was tough back then. When we first started, you know, we had to share hotel rooms. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't an easy going. I mean, you take you take anything and split it ten ways, and you don't really have much. You take million dollars, but it's ten ways you ain't got nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so when you think about you know the trials and tribulations of those groups back in those seventies periods. It was it was a little tougher. It, it wasn't like today. These kids could go out today with a DJ and nothing else on stage. But back then, you had to have a band. Everybody, it was the music was real. And, yeah, well, know, I, it was there. Yeah, it was tough. But I, I appreciate real music, though. You know, you don't. Oh, get I that. still do. Yeah. yeah, me too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So then you moved on, decide to be a solo artist. What prompted that? Well, I think it was just a kind of a natural evolution. Uh, you know, I uh, it had gotten a little bit tough with LTD. Um, you know, I had gotten offers from A&M Records. We, we were assigned to A&M, and then A&M Records came and uh, offered me to do a solo record, uh, a solo album. And the group kind of blocked me from doing that. They turned it down. They blocked it. 
was the start of how things just didn't evolve right for me. Uh, you know, back then in the 70s, there were a lot of things that groups did. They had a songwriter's agreement that I signed like a fool back in the day. And so they wouldn't allow me to write songs for other artists, which was mm. kind of strange because I was starting to get requests from people to write songs. So I kind of got blocked in that area. I kind of got blocked in being, mm. having a solo uh, record. And all, that could only help us. I mean, you don't see that happening today. Now, today, you'll see it some of these groups where the guys are stepping out one guy will do a solo record one guy will do a solo and they still all come back together mm-hmm. uh, but with LTD it was a lot of confinement and uh, so it was kind of time for me to grow and it was 10 people in the group and there were you know there were personality clashes and uh, uh, struggle and leadership I want to be the leader I wanna... and I always stayed kind of in the background and did what I had to do was, which is write and sing okay <laughs> yes, so you did so you wrote and, did you write love ballad or, or was oh no I wish I did mm. uh, that was written by a guy named Skip Scarborough oh yes he uh-huh. so many he so, wrote so many great songs he wrote a lot of the stuff uh, for the emotions uh, you know he was just an incredible writer right uh, uh-huh. I'm familiar no, mm. but, but I did write a lot of things with Elton uh, and you know, it, it was just, it just came that time where it was, it was time for me to try to step out and, uh, and do something. And so I was with the group from 1970 until 1981. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, then I left in 81 and I got caught up in some more problems with LTD, which the reason why I didn't have a, my first record didn't come out until 82. I had to sit out a whole year before I could actually sign a deal. Mm. So there was a lot of friction there between myself and LTD, which is why you've never seen me back with them. Mm-hmm. Or I Maybe they were just kind of jealous, you think? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they were bitter and they felt that there was no way that I could do anything on my own because it was all about LTD. And my name was never out in front of them. Mm-hmm. So nobody really knew my name. They knew my voice, though. Mm-hmm. So my first, you know, the first thing we had to do uh, as a solo artist was associate my name with the voice. So what we did with the first record was we just called the album Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah. It was it was self-titled. And then my radio back then would have to say, well, this is On the Wings of Love by Jeffrey Osborne from the album Jeffrey Osborne. So they have to keep banging my name. And that's that was the quickest way to associate the name with the voice. Yeah. Um, but it happened for me with the first record, and that, that was that was pleasantly surprising. That and what was the first way. record? Well, the first record was uh, called Jeffrey Osborne, the album. The first single was Really Don't Need No Life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and then the second single was On The Wings of Love. Yes, right, and uh, that became very popular too, I remember that. And then I had a chance to interview George Duke, and I realized that he wrote uh, quite a bit of your music as well. Well, he produced my music. Oh, produced it, okay. Yeah, George produced uh, my first four albums, I believe. Yeah, I remember Uh, talking to him. George George was a major part of my career. Yeah, Uh, I miss him. when, Mm -hmm. When I left LTD, I was really fortunate that uh, I was placed in the hands of George Duke because he was an incredible producer and musically he was so he was a genius musically mm-hmm. so I felt so secure knowing that what I put out was going to be musically sound 
on top of being the production being great because George was just so unbelievable. So yes. that, that, I, I love George. You know, it really was, that really hurt me when he passed. You know? I know. And I yes, felt, uh, yes. And so now you've gone on to uh, 10 years later uh, with your uh, your new music. And who's producing you with this music? Uh, I produced this myself, Okay. actually. So I, I, I did the production on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I basically learned from George. <laughs> I learned a lot from George. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to sit back and... Uh, it's, it's a little more difficult than when working with George. Because working with George, I didn't have to work on anything. I just came in when it was time to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, producing it yourself, you got to be there through the whole thing and uh, oversee everything. Yeah, and, uh, more hands on. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, what made it easier was that uh, I used all the people around me. Uh, I used, like, my band, the band that I have that goes out with me on the road. I used everybody in my band as the musicians for the rent. So it made it easy because we're such good friends on top of that. So we just sat around and talked and we hashed things out. And uh, so mostly all the musicians are people from my band, with the exception of maybe one guy. And then I had a couple of artists uh, from, uh, you know, that the smooth jazz artists, which was my intent to do a smooth jazz record. So I had a couple of guest people come on, like Rick Braun, trumpet player, who I love Rick Braun. Mm-hmm. He played solo on one. Gerald Albright, incredible saxophone. Oh player. yeah, love you know, Gerald Albright. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gerald, Gerald played on a song, and then I had Kid Capri come in, the DJ. Uh, you know, and he uh, did some scratching on, on one of the records for me. Uh, this song, the one I wrote with my son. Oh, cool. Called, called Work It. Uh, so Kid Capri uh, also did a guest slot, and uh, I guess you could say my son did a guest slot because he rapped on the record. Oh, so your son's in... Uh-huh. Yeah, my son is... His name is... Well, he's a junior, so it's Jeffrey Jr. Oh, great. And, and we wrote that song together, Work It, uh, and it's called Work It, and he rapped on it. And Kid Capri did a few scratches on there for me, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, actually, I like that, that the song a lot. Uh, and, you know, that's I think that's all the, the guests artist that I have on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, does your uh, son, uh, is he involved in the music industry any other way other than that one particular yeah, my son works with me now. He goes out, he's uh, my sound engineer. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So he travels with me. Uh, my, my sound guy, his name is Scott Weatherspoon. Scott's been doing my sound for years, and Scott took my son under his uh, wing, and basically taught him the ropes of uh, how to be a good sound engineer, how to do things on the live, because it's different in the studio. The live, you gotta know how to mic drums, you gotta know how to do everything. And Scott taught him incredibly well. So now, my son is an incredible engineer, and when Scott can't do anything, my son steps in and does it. But he's, he's with me all the time, so him and Scott, you know, Scott was a, uh, I think it, Scott, some props because he really uh, taught my son well. Oh, that's great. So it becomes a, sort of a family project. Exactly. Yeah, I know that makes you proud. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And gives you some more inspiration as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know it's, it's nice to see because uh, my son was, you know, his thing was he was going to be a basketball player. 
So I, I never, I never saw this side of it, the musical side of me. So all of a sudden, you know, in the last what eight or nine years, he got seriously into music and started doing his own project and rapping. And so I brought him in on this project, and uh, he did surprisingly well. So. All right. So any other children involved in your project? Uh, no, that's about it. I mean, you know, my daughter Tiffany, she handles all of my uh, social media stuff. Mm, uh, good. She actually, and she designed my website. For me. So she's very involved. And, uh, you know, I have a tournament, uh, which I do every year. It's called the Jeffrey Osborne Celebrity Classic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's like a charity that's near and dear to your home. It's a charity home. event in my hometown of Providence, Rhode Island. And, uh, I have six charities that I donate, that I give money to. Uh, I have a golf tournament, a celebrity golf tournament. And I bring all these celebrities in, and Magic Johnson hosted every year. And all my friends, my friends being entertainment friends, they all show up. So Smokey Robinson is there every year. Eddie LaVert, the OJs is there. Johnny Gill is there. Philip Bailey, Earthwind and Fire. I have all these incredible artists on top of people like Magic Johnson, and Dr. J, and Cedric the Entertainer, and Chris Tucker, and Georgia Lopez, and I mean, it's just an amazing tournament, mm-hmm. and, and I've been able to raise like a million dollars in the last six years uh, to give to charities in, in uh, Rhode Island. And what are some uh, of the charities that it goes to? Uh, the charities are kind of based mainly around uh, today's youth, uh, although I have one charity called the Amos House which, you know, they take people off the streets, they feed people every day, uh, they teach them culinary arts, so it's one of those places that really help the community out, kind of a nice safe little haven for the community. And then I have another charity called St. Mary's Home for Children, and they take in abused children. And then everything else is based around, like I have the Rhode Island Philharmonic Orchestra, that's one of my charities, and together we put music back in the public school systems, uh, I have a school, high school called the Met School, which is an alternative high school where kids can go and learn about the trade that they actually want to get involved in uh, when they get out of school. And they're one of my charities. And the Boys and Girls Club is a charity, a big charity. And then uh, I have another one called Buttonhole, which is the only nine-hole golf course in Providence, Rhode Island. And they actually, and they actually go to schools during the recess periods and teach children about the game of golf. Mm. And uh, so they're one of my charities also. So basically it's around the arts, music, the arts, and the helping youth to develop. Mm. So those are those are the six charities that I have. This year here, last year, we moved the tournament to Foxwoods Casino and Resort, which is right up the road in Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm makes familiar. it easy because yeah, because every this makes it easy because everything is under one roof. Um, you know, I do my comedy show, uh, and you know, you do year, comedy? Oh my goodness! No, no, I know I have a comedy <laughs> show. Oh, I okay. not me. Last year, <laughs> I'm funny, but I ain't that funny. <laughs> Last year, my comedy show was Cedric the Entertainer, Chris Tucker, and JB Smooth. Okay. And and we did that at Foxwoods and theater and uh, we haven't decided who the comedy show is going to be this year but it'll be somebody in back college and I just added 
this uh, this singing competition, which is called Hand Me the Mic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do a competition uh, for young people between the ages of 13 and 19. Uh, they basically will be competing, sort of like a, you know, an American Idol or one of those type shows. They have to send in videos, and we choose them from that point to be contestants. And so, if and anyone then, around the country can get involved and, in that. Well, it's mainly the area, like the Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut area. Mm. Uh, and I mean, anybody can if they find out how to, you know. But then, you know, we're not. We're trying not to deal with flying people in and all that at this point because it's our first year. So we have, uh, you know, the finalists will perform in front of this comedy show that night at the Grand Theater, which will be four or five thousand people in there. And we'll have my celebrities and my celebrity judges judging it. And the winner will get a $10,000 cash prize. Nice, and, uh, nice. They'll get a, a production deal to start, start uh, doing a couple songs in the studio. And, probably, and maybe an opportunity to get on. Uh, a show like America's Got Talent or The Voice or, okay. you know, like Idol. So, All right, uh, well. that's the first year that we're trying that. So, I'm excited about that. That should be fun. Yeah, you have a, you're giving back a lot. So, I just well, believe trying. that I'm you trying. are will truly be blessed for all the the giving and the charities that you have but I want to move on to to um, the fact that you've been doing this for a while and just was wondering what you do in order to keep yourself healthy and in shape in order to perform and and be involved in all these charities well you know I've been uh, very much in the health for uh, most of my life I, I, I think that at the age of 18 I started the uh, I was singing in nightclubs in Rhode Island. You know, I was doing four shows a night, seven nights a week, and I was having trouble vocally. And I went to this vocal, uh, this throat doctor, and he basically told me I had to learn how to sing correctly for my diaphragm, and I should run track. I should go out and run every day. He said it will open up my chest cavity. It'll uh, get, you know, it'll clean me out every day. And that was the best piece of advice I've ever got. And so from that, from the age of 18, I've been running every day. I run wow. five, I work out five days a week, still run every day. Uh, how what, been, how many miles been, do you run? I run like two miles a day. That's good. Uh-huh. So I, I've always stayed in shape. And, and then in the last five years, yeah. well, maybe six years now, I started getting into alkaline water. Oh. So I have, a, I have an alkaline water machine at home. I just started so I, that, too. I have yeah. a pitcher, actually, an alkaline pitcher that I use. So, wow. yeah, so, and now I, and I, and I travel with a machine. Mm. So when I'm out on the road, I hook it up in the hotel room. So I've always, for the last five years, I drink nothing but alkaline water. And That's how is really, that, how that help? Oh, it's been incredible. It's been incredible because it's kind of cleaned a lot of the, toxins out of my body and yeah i think the most important thing that people uh should realize is that we don't drink enough water we need to properly hydrate our bodies yeah because our bodies are made of two-thirds water yeah Mm -hmm. so really you need to drink half of your body weight a day in water so you know that's that's a lot of water 
and uh, and I was you know, told you're also a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Okay, a vegan. Uh, I'm a vegan, which is different. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, vegan is the only thing I eat is what grows out of the ground. Plants, mm-hmm. plant based. It's called a plant based diet. <clears throat> so I eat no longer do I eat meat, fish, and no dairy. So. It's strictly a plant-based diet, and it's the best I've ever felt. And how long do you have have you been doing that? I've been I started this in August of last year, mm, so did, I'm I'm really starting to really reap the benefits of it now. It, it takes a minute, you know. Uh, yeah. Like anything else, like anything else, you go through a period where you say, "Oh my God, I, I feel kind of shaky here." <laughs> yeah. How do you supplement because, your protein, though? Well, there's so much protein in plants that people don't realize. You just need to educate yourself on what has protein and where you can get the protein from. Uh, actually, my shake in the morning after I work out, the shake that I make gives me my daily requirement in protein just in my morning shake. Because there's so much protein. First, I use a plant-based protein powder, and I put a banana in there. And then I use hemp seeds, which are full of uh, protein. I use flax seeds, full of protein. I use spirulina, which is a uh, it's it's an algae from the sea. It's a powdered algae that they use, which is full of protein. Right. I use I use uh, uh, nutritional yeast. So I put all of this in my shake. And, and what's your liquid? I, what's your liquid? Uh, nothing but water, just water okay. and a banana. And uh, I basically, I don't drink much of anything but water now. I don't drink hardly any juices, no sodas. I haven't had a soda. Oh, I don't. I must say, seven years now. Not a glass so, of wine or anything. Well, I'll, I'll drink a glass of wine. You know, depending on uh, the situation. I, I can't drink wine uh, before I sing or anywhere around my engagement because it drives me out a little bit. So it drives yeah. my whole court. So, you know, after I'm through singing like for the weekend, I'll sit down and have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do love wine. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't drink much of anything else. I drink a lot of water. Okay, and then uh, uh, actually your publicist, Juanita, gave us uh, one of your vegan recipes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so but we're going to let people log on to the website for that because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to get to the name of your uh, album again, the name of your single that you have coming out, and, and then your uh, social media sites. Well, the name of my album is Worth It All. Right. Uh, and there's a, actually a title of a track on the record. Uh, we haven't decided what the single's going to be yet, though. And I think with today's um, technology, I think they're going to play around with a couple of things. Because, you know, you can send something out to stream it, and then you can send something out to radio. So I'm not sure at this point. we got like a, another week or so to decide what, which was, what we're going to go with as a single. Uh, it could very well be the title track worth it all. Uh, it could be. A number of other things. I think there's uh, quite a few good songs on this record that they can go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my website is uh, jeffreyosborne.com, and basically you can get through to anything through my website. Uh, it's it's put together pretty well. So you mean my tour dates? All my dates are on there. My tour dates and uh, and, and anything, your social. Anything, 
Am I told you anything you need to know about my tournament? You can get through. You can get that through my website. Um, so yeah, that's it. Makes it pretty simple. Okay, and then yeah, we didn't get to that one song where everybody was would say woo 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 Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> yeah. So I was just wondering if you could woo 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 us out of here with a, a sample of your voice uh, and close us out. Uh, Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, you still got it going on, Jeffrey Osborne, and we are so happy that you were able to join us. And don't forget to love, laugh, and live your life with style. All right. <laughs> A sample of Jeffrey Osborne's new single, Work. You've been listening to a Janet Shield Scott mm-hmm. podcast. In this game of love, everybody plays. There are no guarantees. The king and queen of hearts, they can be torn apart. It's a crazy game and I'm here to say There really ain't no rules But there's some things you just got to do You gotta keep the fire going Keep the love like love Make it work, cause love is worth it all. You gotta keep the fire burning, keep the passion yearning. Make it work, cause love is worth it all. Oh, it's worth it all. Oh, did I explain? It's a couple game. It's two against the